Boys, it's been a couple weeks. You guys good? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good to be back with you, boys, after a nice I know. Uh, long holiday weekend, but it's good. I'm happy to be back with you guys. Uh, I, I do have a question, though. Um, how handy are you? Like, do you consider... How handy are you from, like, a scale from, like, Z, like, 1 to... That 1 is, like, not being handy at all, can't do anything, to 10, you're, uh, you know, like, Bob Vila or, you know... <laughs> Al Borland or something, <laughs> but like, um, like, how handy are you guys? Um, you know that's a uh, this is a timely question. We we may soon find out the true answer to that for me because I'm I'm thinking about trying to install doors myself in the house as opposed to like having the Home Depot people come over and do it for us. Um, so we may find out, I don't really try to tackle big projects though. So I'm probably on like the back half of the handy meter. Okay. Yeah. Hard to put it in a number. Um, I'm going to put myself in the six to seven range to be safe. Um, I do have some experience with house flipping and projects like that. Now that always doesn't come with like the repair aspect of it. Those are kind of two different areas, but there's a lot of, there are some similarities. So there are just, I try to do as much as I can uh, around the house when it comes to those type of things. Certain things I do not touch. Plumbing is one of them and some electrical i can do some but there are others where i'm just like no not even gonna risk it can't do it not worth the time so some of the bigger stuff i try not to tackle but i'll i'll do as much as i can on a moderate level for you to even say electrical is makes you on the higher range of the the scale (laughs) because the reason I, i brought this up is because i've been noticing that now in december a lot of people have been posting like what they've been doing during quarantine it's like they redid their house. They redid their basement. They redid their, you know, their kitchens completely brand new. And it's like, they did all these projects. And I'm just like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like I, I put myself at a two mainly because, uh, I feel like if you were a one on this, that means like you can't hammer anything or like, right. You can't do something, but I am, I mean, I barely can paint. Like I'm not even really good at that. Like I'm terrible. Like I, you know, every time that someone's like, anytime you go to Ikea, I go to Ikea and I have to get something big. Or anywhere, I'm like, all right, how much is it to install this? And I have to think about that. That goes automatically into whatever I'm paying for because I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people do this stuff? Yeah, some yeah, some stuff people shouldn't be tackling. That's just plain and simple. And you wonder how many of those people. I see those pictures too. I'm like, you didn't do that yourself. I know you. You didn't do that yourself. <laughs> you got help, whether it's professional or like someone's dad or your uncle is like a carpenter, and it's like, look what we did. It's like, no. Uncle Bob Vila did that with you and you just helped a little bit. So I think, yeah, I think people appear that they're higher end of the scale than they, than they actually are a lot of the time. I I will say this, um, a a game changer for our generation is that you can learn pretty much how to do any of this stuff on YouTube. True. You, You need to take some time and find sources that, really seem rep- reputable to you. Like you, you need to have a good um, filter to look at stuff and say like, okay, yeah, that all makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think I can do that myself. 
because a, a lot of the stuff we've done around our house ourselves, kind of looked it up and and found the free resources and been able to do it ourselves. So that that is a game changer. But I, I'm with you on stuff like we don't we don't touch the electricity portions of our house. We did a toilet once and it was a disaster. So like it could be tough. Yeah, it's plumbing. I think is good to. There are experts in their own fields that can help you with that, and and I advise taking advantage of them. Uh, yeah, see, if uh, I couldn't even th- see, you mentioned electrical, you mentioned a toilet. I just no, that sounds like a bad idea. Door, okay, I could see myself trying to do that. Like I fixed one of our doors one day, but it really wasn't that hard. But also, I fi- I found out on YouTube. That's how I figured out how to do it. But. Uh, but yeah, I look around my house and I'm like, if it weren't for uh, this app called TaskRabbit, like I, my grill wouldn't be set up. Like there are desks in this house. There are things that my wife has bought that I, she's like, oh, yeah, make sure, like, yeah, I want to have this set up before we get home. I'm like, no, I'm going to pay the 25 to 40 bucks to have TaskRabbit come to the house and they do it. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. I feel like if, you know, any parent listening to this, they're just going to be like, that's a shame. That's a big shame. I feel like I'm letting people down, but I just, I, no, I, I, you know, are your like, cause were your families handy? Like at all? I feel like it's the same thing. It like kind of depends. Like my dad was, it was an electrical engineer. So he's pretty versed um, with the electric stuff. So we have a great okay. resource. My wife's dad was the same. Um, but then there was other stuff around the house that my dad was like, oh, yeah, I'm not touching that. Or my mom was like, no, 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 no. That's, that's stupid. Let's hire somebody to help us. Uh, so I feel like they were the same, which I guess is probably why, you know, I can do some things and then I'm not interested in others. Yeah, for sure. If it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have known half of the stuff that I'm able to do. Uh, and I wouldn't have even tried it if if I didn't as as a kid. So I'm thankful for that, to have the uh, that knowledge from growing up doing that way. But that kind of, to your point, Didi, what are our kids <laughs> looking at? <laughs> You know, they're going to be paying everybody. They tell you what, they need to get to those fields, those electric, those, those people are paid very well and they're going to be paid even better because our kids and their kids are going to have no knowledge of any of this crap. They're going to be screwed. They're going to be paying somebody every single time to do that stuff. So share what you know, try to gain as much as you can because it's a sad future for them. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's going to be like four people doing everything. And those right. people are going to be like the highest paid. They're going to get paid like college coaches. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like your plumber is going to be making 7 million a year. <laughs> like it's how it's going to go. <laughs> well, no boys, that was fun. Uh, let's get into it. The brunch breakdown. Welcome, Dan. Tell everybody where they can find the brunch breakdown. Look at that. You yes. All right. yes. Yes. Uh, I wasn't even really prepared for that. Holy cow. Um, yes, you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts and can find podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify um soundcloud stitcher uh anywhere and everywhere make sure you hit subscribe those episodes come to you every single week so you don't have to search for them and look for the links there as well our full video episodes we've got a lot of visual content we've been sharing over the last couple of weeks and more here today uh so to help see those and be a part of that uh perspective be sure to watch the full video episodes those are available on our youtube and Facebook pages just a few hours after the audio podcasts are as well. And of course, find us everywhere on social media at Brunch Breakdown, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You follow us, we follow you back. Welcome. 
That is beautiful. Beautiful. Right at the top. I love it. Well, yes. today on the Brunch Breakdown, we are getting right into it. Uh, now, that's what I call Brunch Volume 2. And we're going through a new era, a bunch of we have a bunch of nows. I've listened to so much music from the uh, mid-2000s. I don't know what to do with myself. Strong. Uh, so we're going to go through another one and pick our favorite to move on to the next round of our now. That's what I call brunch bracket. Uh, we're going to be talking about this celebrity boxing match that happened, but... We're going to be putting some celebrity matchup boxing matchups together that you may you may not expect. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Um, one of our favorite uh, one of our favorite announcers that does everything, Jim Nance. He wants big money. We're going to be talking about that, and uh, of course, what we're listening to. And but uh, Chris, you know how we get things started here. You know how we do it. It is Tuesday. It is Bruise Day. Let's get things popping. What are you drinking, sir? All right. Well, I. I'm going to go back to a frequent brewery on this podcast because to be completely honest with Thanksgiving and everything like that did not have any type of new beer release pickups over the past week, but I have not had this beer on the podcast yet and it deserves a shout out. So I am drinking uh, from Hitchhiker Brewing, uh, Hole Punch Double Dreamsicle. It's an IPA with milk sugar, vanilla, and orange, and it tastes Pretty darn similar to, you know, the orange creamsicles that we loved growing up, except this one has alcohol in it. So it's great. Uh, that's my my breakdown. It has it has notes of childhood and uh, joy and laughter and orangeness and orange creamsicle-ness. And uh, it really it really hits the palate nicely, Dan. So it's, well said. Uh, but I can't crack it because once again, uh, this is 9% ABV. So I poured some out and shared it with my wife. It's already open, but I uh, plan to enjoy the rest of it on this episode. <laughs> it's a great day. That is beautiful. Uh, all right. Well, sticking with the orange and because it was Thanksgiving, like you said, uh, had to go with my favorites, you know. So I grabbed up my 21st Amendment Blood Orange IPA. Aha. This is my this is probably my favorite beer. I love it cuz it's it smells so good. It is super good. You can get this like all over the country. Uh I know like I know you guys are weird cuz your Trader Joe's doesn't have alcohol, but it's at like every Trader Joe's. <laughs> but uh so if your Trader Joe's is out alcohol, you can most likely find 21st Amendment uh Blood Orange IPA. It's super good. Chris, this is the exact one that we drank in San Diego. Just to let you know. Okay. In case we haven't talked about this I knew before. I've had that, but I but couldn't remember the exact where. one. It All is right. super good. I love it. So you like blood orange IPAs, and you know I do because I bring one up every week. <laughs> this is it. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. Well, to go with the orange theme, hey. I'm going to put a little bit of a spin on it. Not necessarily an orange, but the color orange. Hey. And we broke into pumpkin season many moons ago, back in September, and Although the holidays are coming up, we've passed Thanksgiving. We're moving into the to the Christmas season and things like that. New Year's just around the corner. Pumpkin season isn't over yet, my friends. And just as a subtle reminder, going with the orange, with the pumpkin, I've got a wonderful pumpkin ale, ale to share with everybody here today. Uh, this one is from uh, New Trail Brewing Company. That's out of, out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, this is called Zombies Are People Too. A wonderful little Halloween-ish uh, can theme, if you will. Uh, a pumpkin ale. It's a 5.7. And I think with a lot of pumpkin ales, 
people find they're either they're too sweet they're they're a little too heavy a little too dark that is not what this beer is at all so if you like the pumpkin flavor but you want something a little lighter a little easier to drink new trail zombies are people too it's light perfect amount of pumpkin flavor uh it's made with maple syrup and vanilla and those are kind of light uh you get those a little more more on the back end but those are those are more subtle flavors it's crisp it's clean pumpkin flavor a great pumpkin ale just to remind you that pumpkin season is not yet over my friends so enjoy zombies are people too this one is delicious so that sounds like a pumpkin ale that maybe I should try because I do find personally most pumpkin beers to be just too sweet for my liking. Yes, I would say yeah, you're you're right. A lot of people find that they're just they're just too sweet. Uh this is probably one of the ones I would recommend the most where it is not overly sweet. It's yeah, it's very easy to drink. 5.7 ABV. Uh I think you'd enjoy it. Hey, and just a quick question guys. Did we all go with orange because Oregon State won. They beat Oregon for only the second time in the last 15 years. Were you guys all doing that just to support me? Is that what it was about? thousand percent. I, I, thought I don't so. know. <laughs> I, thought, I thought so. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy Bruise Day, guys. Yes. Happy Bruise Day. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, let's uh, get it off our chests. Dan, get it off your chest. Let's go around, get these random topics out. Yeah, let's go here. This is, I've tried to keep it positive on this podcast for this segment every once in a while, but we're not doing that here today, okay? Uh, Thanksgiving's in our rear view mirror. And uh, for many people here on the East Coast, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so December 1st, just turn the calendar, and boom, what did we wake up to? A white blanket all over the ground with the first snowfall, maybe a little bit earlier than we would expect. Uh, But yep. There it is, and there it was. And guess what? I don't need to see your pictures of the first snowfall and every snowfall this winter all over social media, okay? It's snow. I love how the snow looks. Don't get me wrong. It puts a smile on my face. It gets me even even more so in the holiday spirit. But holy cow. I mean, this happens every year, and I did even do a little research, okay? There were, on an average, in Pennsylvania, I know this is just in select areas, but in Pennsylvania... Three to five weeks of the year, there is snow on the ground. Three to five weeks. So I don't need photos of snow like you've never seen it before. If you haven't, great. Throw it up there. If you got a new puppy, a new puppy in the snow. If you've got kids for the first time out putting them in the snow, I get that. But we can look out our windows and see the snowfall. We don't need to see you putting 18 pictures up about how great the snow looks, complaining about how bad the driving is. First of all, also act like you've driven in the snow before. Again, weeks of every year. We don't live in an area where this is a surprise. Okay? We have snow forecasted. We get it. It looks nice. I love how it looks. Like I said, I love it. I don't need you to see I don't need to see it all through my timeline all day, every day, every time it snows. So just a little bit of please and thank you that if we can Cut back on that. If you open up your Facebook, you open up your Twitter, you open up your Instagram, and you see someone else's snow picture, they got dibs. They got there first. You shouldn't put it up. Just go by that rule. Do me a favor. Thank you. Well, hey, in defense of the people, Dan, uh, at most, you said three to five weeks out of the year, there's snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. If we go with the high and say five, that's less than 10% of the year. So 
shouldn't people be allowed to enjoy that small part of the year when there's snow on the ground? They should without photographing it and posting it all over social media. I think that's it's it's every year. It's every year. It's not unexpected. <laughs> we should have for people that live in on some of the East Coast and in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh specifically, you should take more pictures of it when it's sunny outside because that never freaking happens anymore. Give me some sunny photos. Give me that. I love the snowfall. I love how it looks, but boy, oh boy, it's just like there's nothing else going on in the world and it's just magical miracle that we'll never see again. You know what I want? I want people to take pictures of the couple days after the snow when it's just slush in mud and gross, but I guess everyone's working from home, so you're not going to get to do that this year. But think about this, Chris. Like You have to walk through Oakland every single day. That's what you have to do with, with for work. And so you would be walking through slush and dirt and grossness. And that is the worst part about the snow that people who don't live in snow don't understand. Because like out here, people talk about, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's snow. No, it's trash. Because all I think about is that you have to like go to work or you have to walk somewhere and you're just walking through just dirt for days. Because it doesn't really go away because it's winter now. So it's like, it's not melting. It's just going to stay there. Yeah, I, I I will say to those people that have never lived in these conditions, um, like when it snows and I'm working from home now, so it doesn't apply. But when it snows and I go to work, I have to take like at least three different pairs of shoes with me. I have to wear boots to trudge to the office to then put on the shoes that are appropriate for my work attire. And then I'll also have like a pair of shoes to wear at the gym. Um, so there's a lot of work involved in in that pretty scenery that you, you probably aren't thinking about. But um, I got to tell you, Dan, I took a picture and put it on Twitter today because as somebody who who works in an office that doesn't have a window and now is working at home and I could look out the window all day, I thought it was delightful. I had a great time. I'll say that this is, this is maybe the year I would give people a pass because it is much nicer to see the snow when you're not going anywhere. 100%. Usually it's a big, it's a, oh, it's an eye roll for me. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. It's going to take me how much longer to get to work. I got to trudge through it too. Like, give me a break. This is the year to enjoy it a little bit more because you're not going out there and, uh, having to suffer through it as much. So enjoy it. But in the future, also when it's like zero degrees, like that's normal. Now I don't need you taking pictures. Of, I can't believe how cold it is. Zero. Burr. We all know we're all suffering through it and it's, that's a normal now. Okay. That's a normal now with the way that the climate is changing. So I don't need that either. Oh my God. Happy Thanksgiving. That- <laughs> <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. Oh, what a way to end. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, all right. I just have, uh, I have a question, not even for, this isn't even directed at like, I mean, it's directed at specific people, but like it's more directed at just a thing and like football. What are what are we doing? (laughs) What 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 are we trying to do this year? Because it's getting more and more like confusing and stupid uh, all at the same time. Teams. Are, are like players are getting COVID and teams are having outbreaks and like the NFL is just like pushing games back. Now the Steelers are playing on a Wednesday afternoon, which is very weird. I'll, 
me and Dan are in Pittsburgh. A lot of Steeler fans are like taking it personal. I'm not taking it personal. I'm just here to point out that like it's getting really weird and I don't know what's happening anymore. There are both professional and college football teams that are now like relocating to different states so that they can play because like if your state says the pandemic is so bad that you can't play football, they're like, oh, well, we'll just go to another state that tells us that we can. It seems maybe a little bit strange. Like maybe our judgment is is a little bit off. Um, the NFL is afraid of adding a week 18. I, I don't get why. And then there's other weird things like, like why are the Chicago Bears on primetime every week? Why is that happening? Uh, I don't know. This whole, I we all knew the season was going to be weird in football, both college and professional, but I, I'm here for it. I still am very happy that we have college or college and pro football to watch. Um, but I don't understand what's happening anymore. And uh, as an, a, a related subject, as a fantasy owner, I've given up. I didn't even set my lineup this week. I don't care anymore. I don't know like what players are associated to what weeks and what's happening. Um, so this is all over the place, but just in general, like what's, what is happening? What's going on? I, I don't know. I thought the and I thought this weekend the NFL was going to shut everything down. After the embarrassment of the Broncos game of having to call a practice squad wide receiver up to play quarterback in the NFL, right? Yes. Where like the quarterback is the most important position and all anyone ever talks about. And all you ever hear about is quarterbacks don't sleep. They live. That's all they they live in the playbook, blah, blah, blah. All these things of how perfect you have to be to be a quarterback. And you brought a practice squad wide receiver who hadn't played quarterback since his freshman year of college, I think. And that's who they had play quarterback in an NFL game that meant something. I, I thought they were about to shut it down and with the Steelers Raven stuff. And like once Lamar got COVID, I felt like they were going to shut it all. They were going to shut it down and come back in January. And then that whole 16 team playoff thing was going to happen. But I, dude, I, you're, I have no idea what it, what's going on. It's, it's weird. And it, it, I don't know. It makes me weird watching games too. I feel like. The funniest part about the Steelers Ravens got pushed to Wednesday. Uh, if you're recording this game's either coming up or already happened, but the reason it's on a three forty in the afternoon is because NBC has Christmas in Rockefeller center on prime time on Wednesday night, and they are not moving that. So that's why the game is on so early because they have no other time slot. They're not preempting Christmas in Rockefeller center for a football game that doesn't include Lamar Jackson. So it's weird. It's very weird. Uh, lucky enough to be working from home where I'll be able to have it on. Um, but I heard something today about wondering the same thing. I was fearing this week 18 thing that they were going to uh, go with is if they do that, say they would have done that this week, Steelers Ravens gets moved to week 18. Say the Buffalo Bills have an issue in th- in two weeks, who is a future Steelers opponent. opponent. Then what happens if you have to move that game? Which game do you pick gets played in week 18? Because you might, because this is going to get worse, right? It's not going to get better. If you shut it down for a week, it's not going to get better. We know teams like the Tennessee Titans had the week off and it got worse (laughs) because they got together anyways. But I think that's part of it too, is like which games then take precedent. If you have a team that has two games that get conflicted, that you have to try to push. And I think not to make it as a homerism perspective, but we hear a lot of this in, in Pittsburgh naturally is if that game was going to get moved to week 18, the Steelers would have been playing something like 18 weeks in a row before they had the week off before the Super Bowl because they eliminate the bye week in the playoff. Yeah, yeah. So they would have had week 18 to play. Every other team would have had an extra bye week or 
whose game didn't get pushed. And then they'd have to play again the next week in the new first round of the playoff. But it is, it's crazy. It's a mess. It changes day to day, week to week. I just hope that we're sitting here in January talking about football still and that there's going to be a Super Bowl. I guess we're lucky to have that, but you're right, Chris. It's a it's a complete disaster, and they're just plunging through and just not looking back and hoping that no one's looking at them. Yeah, well, I mean, we we obviously view things in the lens of the Steelers, um, but like they're the most important team in the NFL right now. They're undefeated, and they're going to have to play. I think I read like three games in eleven days now because they pushed this game back, and then the next game got pushed back. And uh, like the Bulls, like in college, the all the bowl games are getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what are we still playing football for? I, dude, I don't know. I feel this, but also you see all the cold weather games are getting canceled, and I'm like, because they shouldn't exist. There shouldn't be a bowl game <laughs> yeah. in New York City. I don't like it, there. Just shouldn't be one, guys. Right. Like, there, no, that that's the yeah. I've noticed the pinstripe bowl got canceled and a bunch of other ones. I'm like, yeah, these are all cold weather bowl games. Yeah, no one wants to go to those anyways. The, yeah, the Michigan Bowl got canceled. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. I you know, as the NFL goes on, I'm still not sure the Steelers game is even going to happen. I know we're recording this on Tuesday. We're put this out Wednesday, so I'm still not even sure. I would, I'm like maybe fifty percent. I'd say fifty fifty, maybe that it's actually going to happen. Because who knows what's going to happen between now and the time the Ravens get to Pittsburgh or whatever. Could be anything. Yeah. (laughs) All right, boys. Well, this one's quick. I want to get this off my chest. Um, support your friends. This is what I want people to understand. Support your friends. I was thinking about this recently um, because somebody posted like a meme or something that said like, you'll listen to like three hours of Joe Rogan, but like you won't listen to five minutes of like your friend's podcast or something. And I swear I'm not talking about the brunch break that I don't mean it like this. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying like, if your friend is doing something, if your friend is selling ornaments on Etsy, if your friend is doing something, support them. If they're really your friends, support them, regardless how you may think it's ridiculous, you may think it's dumb, you may think it's silly, you may not just get it, but if they're really your friends, support them. And I feel like I need to be better at that, so that kind of hit me. Sometimes a meme will hit you. Every one in three million memes you see in a week, one hits you. And I'm like, I need to, you know, support my friends a bit more, so, you know. Just support your friends. Just want to get that off my chest. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Good message and a positive one, um, which is appreciated after me and Dan got really angry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's usually not me bringing the positivity, so I'm happy that I, I brought it. I'm happy I brought it. All right, boys. Well, let's get into the main course now. That's what I call brunch as we go through all of the Now series, which is, you know, fun. We got some solid reviews from the last Now, so I'm really excited about doing this. Dan, break down what we're going through this week in the Now, that's what I call brunch tournament. Yes. Uh, as you mentioned there, Didi, we picked Now Volume 5 was our winner from the first round was now volume five advances uh, when we picked our final four here in case you missed that. By the way, now volume five, the only copy of now to go platinum four times. So guys, we had, we were, we were right. We, we had it on. So we, we were spot on there. I didn't realize that till afterwards. I love that. We didn't know that till afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> I know <laughs> that is awesome. So we nailed it. We nailed so it there. You should listen to our Sounds of Brunch playlist, people. We're identifying the hits without even knowing it. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for this week, we are going through uh, now editions 18 through 32, and that takes us over the period from 2005 to 2009, which, gentlemen, like we touched on previously, this one was going to be tricky because of where it fell within our timeline of life for the three of us. And boy, it uh, it certainly was. So lots of good uh, good selections to go from here from now 18 through 32, those years 2005 to 2009. Yeah, uh, this one was, I mean, I, I, was, I was writing them down the same way that I did the last one. I was like, okay, this one's good. This one's good. This one's good. I felt like, I don't know how you guys felt, but now 18 through 25 are all ridiculously good (laughs) like basically songs one through 15 of i feel like now 18 all the way to yeah to like 25 26 are are damn near perfect i i especially thought the early 20s were strong yeah 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 Yeah, there were the early 20s were strong uh there were a couple in the middle there that maybe got a little bit weak and then for me towards the end they just came back even stronger for those last those last couple to round it out 29 30 31 32 so boy oh boy this is uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of interesting artists and some amazing songs spread out through through these and a lot of repeats too right a lot of repeat artists there's a lot of number of artists that were uh carried over on a number of editions of this but it just woke your eyes up to being like damn they were killing it back then. They had that whole year. They hold their whole year was theirs, and they had all these great songs. So <laughs> this one was definitely tricky. Well, let's start going through them. Uh, Chris, on the big screen, bring up now 19. All right. Got to watch these on YouTube, guys. If you're yeah. not, I mean, you're missing out big time. Yeah. All right. Are we seeing now 19? Mm-hmm. We are looking at now 19. Okay, because there are some songs that I forgot on here that are just, I mean, maybe they're songs you had to be there for. Maybe they're songs you could jam to now. But like Gwen Stefani, Hollaback Girl, like if you're wondering how this, like if if you never heard a Gwen Stefani song that Gwen Stefani did in the early 2000s, you see Gwen Stefani now singing country songs with Blake Shelton and like playing house with him or whatever. I don't know. Ugh. Like, and you hear Hollaback Girl, you're like, that is not Gwen Stefani. I don't <laughs> care who you say it is. It's not. <laughs> True. But like. Switch by Will Smith. What? I completely forgot about that song. I that song too. still goes. Yeah. And they still play that song at like football games and stuff. And like One Thing by Amory on there, Slow Down, Bobby Valentino, Girl Fight, Brooke Valentine. There are so many great songs on this that I was like, am I already done here? Did I pick my favorite? It wasn't my favorite. But now 19. I mean, what do you guys, did you guys go through this? Like, holy crap, Mr. Brightside's on here. Yeah. Yeah. That one was that, you know, we tend to see where the front half of these albums are always super, super strong. Once you get into that 11, 15 range, it can, it can not always, but can drop off. But in this one, boom, at the end, it, you know, it, it, it wakes you back up, uh, with Mr. Brightside, uh, Coldplay makes its first appearance, feel good by gorillas, which if you play right now for me, like I can't stand that song because it's been played over and over and over and over and over again. But that's credit to that song that it's still being played over and over and over again. Um, Oh, by Sierra and Ludacris. Oh boy. Oh boy. When that came on, I thought, 
that's one of those songs I forgot about. It, it, it was. So yeah, I, I remember going through 19 and thinking, okay, we're, we're starting off strong here. There's some, some heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty darn good. I, I don't know that I have anything else to add on top of, uh, what you guys said other than, um, Eminem Mockingbird. That is a great song. It's an easy one to forget of his, but it's yeah. it's so super good. Yeah. Yeah. God, man. That that I mean that just that that got me. But uh 19, one of my favorites on there. Um, but my favorite, the one I'm rolling with to go to the next round, is now 21. Bring it up. Ooh. We start with the Christmas God, the goat, Mariah Carey, don't forget about us, which is just a jam. I love the beat of that song. We got my favorite Pussycat Dolls song, Stick With You. We got we got Nelly, Paul Wall, Grills. That is such a... If you played that song for a 16-year-old right now, they would have no idea what to do. Because that song is a... Like, that is what I'm talking about when I say, like, a time and place record. Like, we know what that means because we know when Grills were a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, Grills were a thing and, like, not a thing basically after that. So you had to be there to know how great that song was at the time. And then Chris Brown's first appearance, his first single, Run It. Like, come on. You got Black Eyed Peas, My Humps. I mean, Rihanna. You got Young Rihanna on there. T-Pain, I'm Sprung. Stay Fly, 3-6 Mafia. Them franchise boys, lean with it. Run, come, it, it Fall Out Boy comes down at the end. Ugh. This it's perfect. You got Gorillas again, uh, Dirty Little Secret, All American Rejects. We got Nickelback Photograph. I mean, you can say you hate Nickelback, but tell me you don't know that song. You know it. We all make fun of it and sing it. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, because of you, we got Ray J, One Wish. It's this one is brought me back to a time and I was like, and there actually might be a better now that I that I'll talk about if one of you guys pick it, but um this one just took me to a time. Made me feel like I was right here in that year. And so now 21, that's mine. So to play off some of what's uh, on this album, there were in this 2005 to 2009 stretch, a lot of Jermaine Dupree hits. Mm -hmm. And I got pretty much forgot about like his relevance. And like, I feel like the beats were simple, but they just worked, you know? And uh, I also forgot, I totally, I texted you guys like a week ago. I totally forgot about Bow Wow. And like, like my lasting memory of him is little Bow Wow and like kind of, haha, you know, like it was a cute little thing. But like, then you listen to this stretch of nows that we went into. And like on this one, um, he has a track on there. I, I totally forgot about Bow Wow's relevance. Shout out to Bow Wow. Fresh as I'm is, man. That's another one. That's it's, you know, that sent me over the top with now 21. That one's yeah. Super, super strong. There are, there's a lot of awesome songs on here. Um, including potentially the best song from this era is every time we touch by Cascada, just amazing to, to end, to end the album. Tell me you don't bump when that song comes on. Super good. Photograph by Nickelback is hard to look over. <laughs> <laughs> i know how popular oh man that is the problem with me with that song is that's the song that made me hate them and i think for a lot of other people too yes i, I could probably sing every word for you um that's a hard one to overlook but other than that this is a really good one a really good one do you see the song before it 
unwritten. Oh, yeah. that's my girl that too. Is, that's a classic 2000s song. Like that. Natasha Bedingfield, that's my girl. Yeah. Oh, that's a great song. It is. Dude, I went to see uh, this artist, Chelsea Cutler. We talked about her on the, we've talked about her on this podcast a few times, but um, she, at, before she comes out, before she came out on stage, she played Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. And I'm telling you, that is the best song to play before you hit the stage because everyone was losing their mind screaming this song at like 10 o'clock at night before Chelsea comes on stage and everybody, it's the perfect sing-along song. Like if you were of a certain age, you know that song, probably even younger, that song is just super catchy. And mm-hmm. but yeah, enough about Now 21. That's, that's my pick. What do you guys got rolling? Wait, 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 wait. I want to dive okay, into okay, Natasha okay. Bettingfield just a little bit more. That was the, that was the uh, song for the Hills, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, yep. And like that's I'm that show. That's one of the shows of the two thousands. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because I'm gonna keep it similar to that theme. We're gonna stick with Natasha Bedingfield. Um because the song that really jumped jumped out when I first heard it of hers is uh these words. That's a classic Steel City Dan two thousands hit. That was that was that was that was blasting in the car. So, Chris, if you don't mind, take us one album behind this now 20, uh, probably looking at the same year. But I think we have ourselves uh, some Natasha. Be- there it is. These words, Natasha Bedingfield. I mean, amazing. Amazing. This is an incredibly deep uh, album. There's hit after hit. Pondy replay by Rihanna could be enough to just make this the best one. Pond replay that, that that could literally be it because of how amazing that song it introduced us to Rihanna that alone could have set this over the edge this isn't my favorite but that made it very uh very difficult not to pick it um there's not a a, a track you have you can skip in the first half of this lots of pop punk on the back end um Franz Ferdinand right so right? good um the lose control by Missy Elliott to start when that song came on boy that made it hard to turn off um black eyed peas are on here uh who else we got we get bow wow again destiny's child there's just hit after hit uh just the girl by the click five totally forgot about that song super good beverly hills by weezer huge song uh Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy introduced a lot of people to Fall Out Boy. It's an enormous, enormous hit. We get a little Life House in there. You get a little... One of Coldplay's best songs is whether you like Coldplay, you don't like Coldplay, a lot of people make fun of them. Fix You is one of their greatest songs. Um, now 20, really, really strong. Um, any thoughts on Now 20 before I give my favorite? Uh, like you, Sierra and Bow Wow, I say this a lot. I've probably tweeted this a bunch. Uh, it's the that's the best chorus to a song in the history of songs. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> in the history of songs, "Like You" is the best chorus in the history of songs. Wow! Just throwing it out there. Strong take. Strong take. <laughs> um. Well, uh, that's not my favorite. That's a strong contender. Uh, Chris, if you don't mind, I think this was very, very difficult for me. Uh, now 30 was also very good, but pull up now 31. 
now 31 towards the end of the spectrum here. Uh, we, we were looking up to 32 here. There are so few tracks on here that you would skip. This is just incredible. Uh, the reason it wins for me is because it's got a better black eyed P song. Boom, boom, pal. Uh, right round by flow Rida. poker face by lady Gaga. I know you won't Pitbull. Come on, come on. Uh, Jamie Foxx, T.I. and Justin Timberlake, Day and Night by Kid Cudi is mm. still so good. Mm. So good. Halo by Beyonce, one of her best. Oh, hold on, hold on. You can't whoa, just whoa, 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 because that is a timeless jam. I'm sorry. We have to. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for stopping, Dan. You can yes. continue. A, a girl who I maybe listens to this podcast or not gave me Soldier Boy's number from this song. And I walked away and then she was like, dude, do you don't know the song? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't even paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Two, That's one, amazing. Two. Yeah. That's I amazing. Remember. Uh, Neo is on here. Uh, Pink, one of her best. Please don't leave me. And then, gentlemen, Love Sex Magic by Sierra and Justin Timberlake. I completely forgot about this song. And it is so, so good. So good. Absolutely love this song. We get two JT features on this album, which is why it puts it over the edge for me. Uh, If You Seek Amy by Britney Spears. Growing up, initially didn't have any idea what that was referring to. Now we all know uh, what it is. Don't trust me by 303. That's not my name by the Ting Tings. You found me by the fray. Now there is Nickelback on here. If today was your last day, it's a better song. Um, I mean, gentlemen, this one was just hit after hit after hit by some heavy hitters. And that's why now 31 is the choice for me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, now 31 is this is this is tough. Shouts to Sierra, by the way. Oof. Just Sierra is a really big in this now era that we did. And I, you know, I don't know. I hope everybody understands how dope Sierra was back in the day. Like Sierra was like everything. Yeah, this is uh oof, this is good. This Chris, is what do you got? We've got uh, so we don't have any repeats there uh, between Didi and I. So, well, we're we're gonna have one repeat, which I think will potentially move us in a certain direction. But before we do that, um, I want to look at now thirty-two, just because I think there are a couple lows, but this one is actually very similar to thirty-one, Dan. In that, I mean, it's obviously the same era of music so you're getting a lot of the same artists um but i mean there as you go down this list of like black eyed peas i got a feeling like that was really overplayed but man for that time mm-hmm. uh, that was everywhere i mean absolutely everywhere in every you know line of life uh lady gaga's love game that's probably her most underrated song Ooh, okay okay I think that, I could agree with that. That chorus is so damn catchy and uh, it's very good. Um, Jay Sean, guys, come on. We've had him on the playlist before. You got to give some love to Jay Sean. Of course. Uh, 
Best I Ever Had by Drake, Obsessed by Mariah Carey. I love that song. Um, what you say, Jason Derulo, DD? Shout out to your boy, Jason Derulo. Um, I have a very soft spot spot in my heart for Carrie Hilson, and wow, knock you down. I love Carrie Hilson. Knock you down with Kanye. That song is so good. Uh, Fabulous throat in the bag. Pitbull. She she wolf by Shakira. Uh, my favorite Shakira song. Okay, that is Ooh, a yeah. Okay, and and maybe when <laughs> as I went through all of these now albums, I was like, is that like? Gonna be my pick for favorite song of the era? I don't know, Ooh. but it's pretty darn good. Um, you got Akon on here, Jordan Sparks, Battlefield. Man, I love that song <laughs> back in that era. Uh, Kelly Clarkson showed up a ton throughout this entire stretch she of did. nows. She did. Um, and, you know, you get into some potential weird, like Daughtry, I suppose, was big. He kind of falls into that nickelback category for me. And then like Keith Urban, I don't know. I, okay, sure. You put it on there at the end, but like Cobra Starship, that was, those are my boys. They were everywhere. And my favorite Katy Perry song, Waking Up in Vegas. I love that song. So, okay. 32 was very, very good. I liked it a lot, but my favorite, I'm going back to 20. Oh, and that was Dan's number two mm-hmm. um, for a lot of the same reasons. I, I don't know that I need to like we already ran through the entire list, but I feel like, um, you know, something Dee, Dee has mentioned throughout as we've been reviewing these nows is like time and place, right? Time and place and like how these albums fit for that year or that era of music. And I just feel like now 20 totally, totally fits. And I f- we've talked a little bit, too, about how. Sometimes when you get to the back half, like the last three, four, five songs of these nows, um, you'll it almost feels like they had some songs they like had to throw on there. Like record mm-hmm. execs were like, we got to get Nickelback on here. We got to get, you know, Daughtry on here or like, hey, I, Keith Urban wants a song on now. So we got to throw them on there. But like this one, when you get into the final five, like Dan said, Beverly Hills by Weezer, one of the, my favorite songs from Weezer. Fallout Boys, like that's the sugar we're going down is the one that launched that band. Yeah. That you know they, I, I knew who Fallout Boy was, and then after that song came out, everybody knew everybody who Fallout Boy was. Yeah, uh, you and me is 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 actually a pretty good song by Lifehouse. I, I wasn't a huge Lifehouse fan, but I like that. Like Dan said, my personal favorite Coldplay song is Fix You. Um, and then okay, we threw Keith Urban <laughs> on at the end again, but like I, I just saw hit after hit after hit on now 20. And that's, uh, that's why it became my number one. Yeah. It, it's it, there. It's really hard not to, I mean, even like listen to your heart, like on there yeah. too. Yeah. You know, and that's like when you were talking about uh, cascade, it's like there, that those songs, there's not one club that those songs don't play at now. <laughs> You know what I mean? At some point in the night, if you were at a club, those a, a part of those songs play every night mm-hmm. still. I, I, I mean, I can't because I now 20 is one of the ones that I did put down. Now 31 was very hard for me not to pick, but now 20 was one of the ones I had down. But yeah, it's um, yeah, gosh. So this is the one. Two to one. Now you 20. Okay with, you okay with now 20? I'm cool with it because I have this one was very hard. Like I was saying, like you, you from the from like 18 to 25, I feel like it is 
it's I, I was like, you guys are gonna pick any of these, like any of those were gonna. But I knew it was gonna come from the first, yeah, from the first twenty, like for, to twenty five. I knew it was gonna come in there because I mean, I picked twenty one. You both picked twenty, so I'm not mad at it. Twenty moves on. Twenty moves on. I will. It's interesting you mentioned Keith Urban, Chris. Um, there were a couple of artists in this era that really stuck out for me. It was Justin Timberlake. There wasn't a single Justin Timberlake song on any of these albums. That was just like, Oh, that was a, that was an okay song. That was a good song. It was a deep track, whatever. Most artists have that Rihanna and Justin Timberlake did not. They were huge, huge hits. Every single one of them. However, I believe, and I didn't have enough time to study all of this. Cause I do have a little bit of a life. I believe Keith Urban had the most songs on the era that we're looking at 18 through 32 out of those 15 albums. He appeared in eight of them. Eight more than half. Was he just like designated country guy? Because every once in a while, somebody else was in there, but was it just like, Oh, we got to get a country song on there. And before Taylor Swift eventually made her first appearances, it just seemed like it was Keith Urban. Every other album was like either the last song or the second, the last song on every single one of these. But sneaky dark horse mvp for this era at least keith urban eight out of 15 i gotta give him i gotta give him props there he was on there a lot yeah i think they were like we have to have a country song on there so country music fans will buy this now cd right yeah like always song 17 18 yes every time. <laughs> Oh, we sung 17 or 18. All right. Well, boys, we're moving on with song with uh, album number 20. Now, that's what I call music 20 is moving on uh, in the next round. But guys, we got we to gotta go over some other stuff here with these nows. Um, what's the best song? The best song of this now that you were just like, this is, this is it. This is tough. And we're looking at just uh, from the first group that we did, it was... It was hard not to forget some of those because of those songs were older, right? So we don't hear them as often. Never had a dream come true by S Club Seven. Is still, <laughs> it's the best song for me. Uh, but from this one, it's one that I gushed over earlier on my favorite. Uh, but Love, Sex, Magic by Sierra and Justin Timberlake. Just because I, f- I forgot how great it was. That's probably uh, the best one for me. I think I'm going with Natasha Bedingfield. That yeah. song. Yeah, there you go. I, I mean, I when I hear that, it's funny how those songs. I mean, it's not. It, it makes sense. The, any of those songs that make it onto into a movie or onto a show that end up being huge in that decade, you're going to remember it, and then you're going to associate it with that decade. And like the song from the hills just sticks out to me and like talks to me about that time. Also, She Wolf from Shakira. Wow. That amazes me. I love that song. <laughs> yeah, for me, Bow Wow and Sierra's like you, man. That's just the that's the one for me. I that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yep. It's yeah, best chorus ever. I, I I love that song. That's my favorite. Do you have a song? Best song that you forgot about? You were going through this and you were just like, "Whoa!" I'll tell you mine. Chingy Bala Baby. Yes, that's what I had. I had. <laughs> I can't even tell you the last time I heard that song. And when it come when it came on, I was like, oh my, who the hell is this? And the, that beat is still good. Yeah. And I don't even know if I liked that song then. I really don't know if I actually liked the song Ball of Baby. But when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, I played it like five times in a row. 
that's for sure the best song that I forgot about. No question. I literally would say everything that you just said, and I don't even know if I liked it originally the first time either, but absolutely. That was the same one I had written down. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so much lesser known than Chingy, but one that I forgot about was just a band I forgot about, Reliant K. They ended up on multiple now albums and they were like a Christian pop punk band. Like that they're not they're not, we're not a band that you would think was going to be widely accepted in a mainstream uh radio group, but uh I for, totally forgot about Reliant K and as I heard those as I was going through the albums, I, I remembered how good of a band they were. Um, so that was one that stuck out to me of just an artist, uh, and their song, who I am hates who I've been, um, was a song that I totally forgot that I loved. What's the worst song on here, guys? Worst song. This was, this was easy for me. I, I, (laughs) it's hard to nail it down to one. (laughs) I want to go back to something Dan said at the very beginning of this segment that there was like mid 20s we kind of got dragged down right yep uh i call that the daughtry effect (laughs) okay okay um i was not and you or you could call it the nickelback effect just generally speaking (sighs) a lot of that's pretty rough to listen to yeah 24 i have as the weakest uh 25 wasn't that much better. It starts off with like amazing, three amazing songs like Girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. Amazing. But then Elliot Yamin makes an appearance at the end of that for any old American Idol fans. You're like, what in the hell? How did this song make it on here? So right in the middle there. But easy for me. If it's not photographed by Nickelback, it's over and over by Tim McGraw and Nelly. That song was trash. That song still is trash. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. Do we want to get to the boxing segment early and you two can just fight? (laughs) Over and over is one of the most important songs of the 21st century. (laughs) No. If you look at where country music is and what Nelly is still, the only thing that Nelly gets any, any play for now is his country music. Right. And if you see where country music is now, where it is that country, hip-hop, country, R&B type thing, it's all started because of that song. Trash take, Dan. Trash. Well, Dan Dan has been pretty um, clear in that he's, like, not a big fan of the country hip-hop stuff, right? I'm very polar with it. I either love it or I absolutely hate it. Hey, I give a shout-out to Keith Urban. Eight appearances on the now era that we're overseeing here. But no, that song, ugh, that was an instant turn the radio off, change the channel, and it still is just, no. Mm-mm. I, I, whatever. My worst, I, I don't know. All right. My worst is uh, not just a song, but it's someone who made several appearances. My worst song is uh, Nick Lachey's solo career. Oh. <laughs> oh, he made three appearances. On now's on the back half of this list of 18 to 32. He made three appearances, solo Nick Lachey songs, and they are all trash. They are like, there are certain people in boy bands who went solo. Like, you know, like most of them, it's like you were meant to be in a group. 
whether you were the lead singer or not, not everybody could be Justin Timberlake or Michael Jackson or everybody in the you know new edition or whatever. It's some people are meant to be in a group. Nick Lachey is that guy. I completely forgot about. It's not only my worst, but it's obviously the worst song that I forgot. Well, songs I forgot about is that he went solo. He made now three times, and whew, Nick Lachey. I'm happy he does whatever he does now, but man. Now 23, Matt. Nick Lachey versus Jessica Simpson. Same album, same heartbreak. Weren't they like back to back? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oof. Laying it all out. Both. Tough. Terribly. Tough. Well, who's the MVP, guys? Who's your MVP of this now era? For me, it's Justin Timberlake. And it's not even close. Like I mentioned earlier. Every single one of the songs that he's either featured on or because this was the breakout of his singles career, right? We were done with NSYNC. There was no NSYNC on any of these. We did have an occasional Backstreet Boys, but it was Justin Timberlake and his singles career and actually doing great things with it opposed to Nick Lachey. But every single song is absolutely incredible. There's a not there's not a single skip on there. It's hit after hit for Justin Timberlake. This is this was his a really golden era for JT. So that's my pick. What do you think, Didi? <sighs> it's a tie between Bow Wow and American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> because an American Idol. It's very hard to, you know, and, and time and place is with both of them. Like you mentioned Elliot Yamin. When's the last time you said Elliot Yamin? When he didn't Back win. Then. Didn't, did he win or did he not win? I don't even remember. He didn't win. He, he didn't just win. had the best yeah. voice. No, he didn't win. But that was how big American Idol was. You see it all throughout this whole thing. David Archuleta is on this. Yeah, like, it does were You know what I mean? Daughtry. Chris Daughtry finished sixth, I think, because that was yeah. like the crazy season with like Jennifer Hudson and all those people who are like super famous now and all that. But like it was like, Kelly Clarkson's on this a ton. Like you mentioned Keith Urban. Like how many times is Kelly Clarkson on this? Oh, yeah. Like, it felt lot. like every time I went to, you know, every time I moved to another now, it was like Kelly Clarkson was on this again. So it's American Idol, just the effect of that show and how much. I mean, there are multiple American Idol, you know, contestants on these albums. It's like Kelly Clarkson, I mean, Kelly Clarkson and, you know, Daughtry, Kelly Clarkson, Archuleta, Jordan Sparks, whatever. So, um, yeah, there were a lot of American Idol, but Bow Wow also because. Bow Wow was just so big. He was so big at that time. And I think we forget how big he was. Like, he's in movies that still come on today. Like, Like Mike is still on. Johnson Family Vacation is still on all the time. So is Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious on all the time. Like, he was a really big deal. I wish he knew that. I feel like he <laughs> doesn't know how big of a deal he was. But uh, Bow Wow, another person I'm excited to go see at a casino in a few years. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Justin Timberlake, obviously noticed him on there a ton. That's a, a one that stuck out to me. Um, we had a lot of Beyonce, both by way of destiny's child and then her own stuff. Um, a, a, a weird one that stuck out to me was Fergie by way of black eyed peas and her own solo stuff. I thought she showed up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rihanna was on there a ton. But the one that stuck out to me the most was one Didi just mentioned, Kelly Clarkson. I mean, she was all over this era of now. And I mean, really, all, all the songs were pretty damn good. Um, so she deserved to be on there as opposed to some of those other artists we mentioned just kind of got shoved in there for some reason or another. Um, <laughs> she's 
she was the one that stood out to me probably as as my MVP. I love it. This is a good era. Good era. Of really now. good. Yes. Yeah. This is a good era of now. All right, boys, let's get into this other topic because, uh, yeah, we went – this now was – yeah, this now went a little long. It did. This time. <laughs> So uh, let's go into this other topic, and I think we can get to the next one next week. So let's uh, do this. Celebrity boxing matchups. Uh, because last this past weekend, did you get the fight, Dan? No, I did not. Okay. Neither did I. <laughs> I did not either. Chris, I know you did not get this fight <laughs> to watch Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. And uh, it was Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, and then one of the, the fight that actually took all the headlines was uh, Nate Robinson, who used to play for the Knicks and played in the NBA for a while, and then Jake Paul super famous internet personality youtuber all that stuff um so we thought who would you want to see in a celebrity boxing match who would you want to put up there chris i want you to start this because i feel like your your brain was moving in the text message about what celebrities (laughs) you wanted to see in a boxing match yeah yeah, I don't think any of my choice. I'm probably the wrong one to start this off. To oh, no, I want you to start it. <laughs> I don't think I went in the direction that you guys were intending for this to go. Um, I mostly, we said no athletes. So for, for whatever reason, my mind then went to coaches and also fictional characters. Okay. So like celebrities played these people but like i want to see them as the fictional character box each other okay so we'll start with the fictional characters um the first one that came to mind was one that these two actually got into it a little bit on the show but we never got the full-fledged fight and that was zach morris and ac slater (laughs) okay you know they had some they had some heated moments in the show and kind of through blows a few times, but never actually, it was always broken up really quickly. Well, let's put them in a ring, make it happen. Hey, good um, timing with Say by the Bell coming back on Peacock. Like Check it. it out. I like it. There you go. Uh, these next two make no sense at all. Um, Uncle Jesse and Joey from Full House. Oh, you think they had beef? No, I don't think they had beef, but I just want to see them fight each other. <laughs> I, the, like I said, I think I took this in the wrong direction. Let's go on to the next one. No. Um, I want to see these guys actually did have beef, but they didn't know it because they were the same person. I want to see Steve Urkel and Stefan Urkel <laughs> fight each other for the final battle for Laura's love. That's what wow. I want. You think yes. Urkel would be real scrappy and dirty and play? That's got to be the only way you've you seen take him. Down. Like, you know, he's got quick fists, right? Yeah. And Stefan's all smooth. I feel like in very different fighting styles. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but they all, they, they both want, Laura Winslow. So, you know, they both be into it. I mean, those are good. Okay. Um, and then I'll just give you my coaches cause it's pretty simple. Basically anybody that could punch a Harbaugh. So like, <laughs> I'd love to see the Harbaugh brothers pu- fight each other so that they can Lo- both take punches. Loser doesn't coach ever again. Yes. Yeah. Um, also like, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan against Scott Frost at Nebraska because they're the two most hated coaches in the Big Ten right now. Um, and then I also thought about like Jim Harbaugh against, or uh, sorry, uh, Dabo Swinney against uh, who's at Clemson against Mike Norvell, who's at Florida State because they've had a war of words over the last oh, yeah. week. Because mm-hmm. like Clemson went down there to play a game and then Florida State canceled the game the day of. 
And then Dabo said, oh, that's essentially that's bullshit. Like we, you know, we came, we did everything we were supposed to and you guys weren't ready to play. And then Norvell said stuff. And then he said more. I would love to see them kind of throw at each other. I like it. Yeah, those are my picks. Wow. I like it. (laughs) Interesting twist on it all, but good. Good I'm, I'm a big fan. I am a big fan of of your list. I wish we would have made it that list. Honestly, now that I'm talking about it, um, people, I want to see uh, get in this. Ja Rule and Fifty Cent for Ooh. us, uh, kids oh, yes. in the 2000s. You know, we know how much that Ja Rule Fifty Cent thing, how big that was, and I want them to get in the boxing ring and fight. I think it's time we get them in the ring. My money's on Ja Rule, but we're We'll see what happens. That would be 50's great. Not as, 50's not as ripped on the album covers as he used to. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, but so. I think it might be nice. All right. Uh, and then I want Lori Laughlin and uh, Felicity Huffman to go at it. The uh, winner's kid goes to college. Goes to college they want. Pay for I it. like it. That's how it goes. That's what I want. I want them to fight it out for, you know, who's the, you know, biggest rich celebrity parent who wanted their kids to go to a college that bad that they decided to pay some guy and do illegal shit. I have no idea. To go to jail for it. I am not willing to go to jail for my kids. For, for I'm, not, I'm just not willing to do it. Not going to jail for my kids to go to college. It's not happening. We make that a, a hell in a cell match, but it's actually the jail sale that they're in. I love it. <laughs> yes. Damn, why didn't some like judge be get more creative and make that happen? Right. Just put them at the in the jail at the same time. Mm, I think we lost. That's it. Um, and Chris, you mentioned coaches. It's funny you mentioned Dabo Sweeney. Uh, I want Dabo to fight himself. Because I just <laughs> want to see him get punched as many times as possible. And if there's two of them punching each other in the face, I every time that guy opens his mouth, I hate it. I can't I, like there was a moment where I liked Dabo, and I think it was the beginning of Clemson because he wasn't talking. And no one knew who he was, but every time he opens his mouth, whether it's about paying players or it's about uh, coronavirus or any topic he just shouldn't talk about. And he does. And I'm like, I hate you, Dabo. So I want Dabo Sweeney to fight himself. Those are what I, those are the three that, those are what I got. Job Rome 50 Cent, Lori and uh, Felicity, and then Dabo versus Dabo. (laughs) Dabo started off his career saying fun things like bring your own guts. And then he's now having like the worst PR year of his life. So, yeah. Yeah. I love Dabo. I still, <laughs> I still do. I think he's a nut and I love it. Um, all right. I got a couple here as well. Uh, I'm going to start off with it's in, we're in the spirit of the holiday season. We've got, you know, the holiday music on already coming around the corner and uh, two gentlemen specifically. Now we know Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas and always will be. But those two, there's two gentlemen that kind of fight for second place. Uh, that's Josh Groban and Josh Groban and Michael Bublé. Uh, this is their time of the year. They love it. They sing all those songs. Uh, let's have a go at it. And loser doesn't get to sing one one December. That's it. We don't get to hear those songs. So Bublé versus Groban, two very nice guys as it appears. Let's see him get in the ring. Let's see how it ends. I like it. Andre Bocelli can uh, be the referee because those three people don't exist except for December and January. Exactly. I don't know <laughs> where those guys are, but every Christmas special, they're there. And I'm like, where were you yeah. all year? <laughs> every year. Every year. Um, Aaron Carter. We're talking about this now era, and Aaron Carter is okay. it, it kind of came up. He actually, coincidentally, recently signed with a celebrity boxing promoter. He wants to get in the ring and fight people. 
He really wants to do this. I, it's just a coincidence that this all came together. And he has plans to fight in 2021. Apparently, his dream match is against Justin Bieber. You know what? I'll take it. I expect Bieber to kick his ass, and I would love it. So give me that match. If not, he can fight his brother Nick, because they did that on their reality show back in the day again anyways, right? Just make it happen in a ring this time. Okay, so Aaron Carter versus really anybody. Uh, the next one kind of goes in line with that. Two young women at the time that were kind of fighting over Aaron Carter. Both dated him. Let's get in the ring and see how it ends. Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan. Let's go for the ultimate Disney crown. Those two, they both dated Aaron Carter. One said he stole, you know, stole him from the other one. Let's actually hash out this beef and do it in the ring. Lindsay Lohan versus Hillary Duff for the queen of Disney uh, for this era, this prime era that we're talking about here. <laughs> Chris, you look like you have a lot it. of things running through your mind. <laughs> I just did not see that one. I did not see. I did not think your picks were going to be so heavily involved with Aaron Carter. <laughs> right. They, they all, they, I do have one that doesn't involve involve Aaron Carter or anybody <laughs> on uh, Disney records. Um, this is one that I think everybody would really have a lot of stake in. Because I thought I put a twist to it. It's a fatal four-way where we're going to have two matches, two separate matches of two, and then the winners face off. So give me Mark Zuckerberg versus Jack Dorsey, uh, the founder of Twitter, CEO of Twitter. And then Kevin, uh, there's two guys that founded Instagram. Now, I know it's a Facebook thing now, but bear with me. Play along. Uh, Mike Krieger, Kevin Sistrom, one of those guys on behalf of Instagram against uh, Evan uh, Spiegel from Snapchat. Those two face each other. The winners go on. And whoever wins this fatal four-way boxing match, for one day, everybody in the world, that's the only platform you can use. It's the only one. You're getting Facebook. You're getting Instagram. You're getting Twitter. You're getting Snapchat. And you get it for one day. So pick your fighter. Pick who you want to root for. They all go at it. The world is watching a lot at stake there. So that's that's the twist on why I think that would be a very... Interesting boxing match. I love that one. That's a a really good one. I love that one. I love that. That would be hilarious. Just to watch people like scream about the stock market and stuff. Like there would be so many different angles to that. Right. If they like shut down one of those for a day. Yeah. It's just a bunch of nerds really. So it would be, it's all pretty even playing field. And then, yeah, those other three just, they just take a day. They take a knee for a day and, and they get shut down. I love it. That's beautiful. This was good because there are a lot of different angles. I mean, Aaron Carter. That kind of takes the cake. I'm Aaron Carter <laughs> that was that was something. Well, this was fun. Um, well, let's get into what we're listening to this week, boys. It's a long as a Thanksgiving weekend, long week. It's been a couple weeks since we've been uh, been together. Uh, and I'll get this started because I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music around the house recently. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to TLC and their Christmas classic, Sleigh Ride. So throw that on there. That's what I've been listening to this week. I just love, love that song so much. It's one of the Christmas staples for me. So TLC, Sleigh Ride. I like it. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to go with an artist that I just recently discovered. Um, you're going to love how she spells her name and what her name is. Her name is Big Pig. That's right. Big Pig. Pig, 
but it's spelled, bear with me, B-I-I-G-P-I-I-G. So I like to pronounce it as Big Pig, but that's not actually how you say it. It is Big Pig. Now, here's the story. Uh, this was a name that she read on a pizza menu. She was out with a bunch of friends. She saw I, the Big Pig, which probably has a lot of ham on it, on a pizza menu. It started as a joke. She uploaded her first song to SoundCloud. She's like, oh, whatever. We'll put it up as Big Pig. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's stuck. And that's her name now. Big Pig. Her real name is Jess. Uh, <laughs> but the song Feels Right uh, is what I'm going to put on the playlist this week. She grew up in Spain. She lives in uh, London. Uh, it does have a slow start to the song. So I will ask you to give it a chance uh, because once that chorus ca- kicks in, it's very catchy, it's dancey, and to keep the streak alive, yes, gentlemen, it's a little funky, too. Uh, so Feels Right by Big Pig, my first pick on the playlist this week. Take it away. <laughs> well. What am I? What are we supposed to say, Dan? You do this on purpose. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I don't. When is it going to stop? It's not going to. It's not going to. It's a good song. Again, start slow. Give it a chance. Big pig. You're lucky. Biba Doobie was legit because <laughs> <laughs> you're just lucky. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be straight up with you guys. Over the last two weeks since we recorded, all I've listened to is now. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. So I'm just going to give you the uh, most recent songs that I discovered. I'm not nece- necessarily listening to them right now because I'm pretty sure the next four to five to six weeks of my life are still going to be consumed by now. But some of the new ads that I've had, um, one is by a band called Man Overboard and their song Lifeline. Um, is just super catchy, nice beat, uh, nice energy to it. Um, so I will throw that on this week. And we're all, are we also going to put some now songs on there? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll put this on the back. All right. So that's my first. Uh, well, uh, it's been a couple of weeks and we, uh, so I'm going to put this one on there. Justin Bieber, Sean Mendez monster. Mm. We put that on there. I don't, I'm pretty sure that song came out in the week in between. I yeah, think so. I think you're right. Yeah. But uh, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Monster. Uh, another one of these just like retrospective songs that Justin Bieber has been putting out with these lyrics talking about, you know, his, you know, his his past in, you know, growing up famous and all of that stuff and growing up now. So a uh, big fan of the song. Uh, and it's cool hearing these two, you know, heartthrobs doing something that you don't necessarily hear young pop singers doing. This is kind of what you hear them doing when they're in their like 30s. But these guys are both very young uh singing this song about being famous growing up you know in the spotlight so it's really cool uh justin bieber uh sean mendez monster i like that one yeah um (laughs) i've got another one for you (laughs) i just looked up big pig big pig by the way i know it's so much funnier to say it that way but it's big it's hilarious that this girl is really skinny (laughs) right just throwing it out there she's very skinny um my next artist is another one i just discovered Blue de Tiger, and that is spelled B L U for blue, and then de Tiger is D E T I G E R. So, Blue de Tiger, uh, the song is called Figure It Out. She's a singer songwriter, DJ. She started out as a bassist and she plays the bass a lot. And 
you can tell that with a lot of her songs, it's very bass driven. And I, I love that. I really, really love that in her sound. Um, it's kind of a hip beat and the lyrics kind of, they kind of walk you through the song there, you know, there's some melody throughout it, but it doesn't really lead it. They just kind of walk you through it through these intricate electro synth things that she throws in there. Uh, she's got some cool videos and some cool covers that she has up on YouTube. Her debut EP is uh, due out next year. Uh, she's young and up and coming. I think she's really discovering her sound with all these different instruments, things that she knows how to do. But Blue to Tiger, figure it out. You'll enjoy that one. That was much better than the first. Yeah. <laughs> Big Blue to Tiger. <laughs> Blue to Tiger makes more sense. All right, my second uh, choice is from a band that I have put on the playlist before, uh, but not this song in particular. The song is named Voldemort. So (laughs) that's what I'm putting on the playlist. (laughs) I thought before we started this episode that that would be a weird song name, but then, of course, I followed Dan, and Dan puts out whatever he says and then everything i say sounds normal so with confidence voldemort i think you'll like it there you go um one thing i uh i I completely forgot because i was on um i was working out and song comes on and i completely forgot that drake put out like uh an album slash ep something just a bunch of tracks that he just kind of like threw out there this year and I'd forgotten about it till the song came up, Demons by Drake. And I feel like a lot of people, because this, this has Tusi Slide on it and stuff, but like this song, Demons, is really, really good. And I forgot that, you know, I heard it in probably like March or something and just kind of forgot about the song. Came on, I was like, this is a really, really good song. I've been listening to Dark Lane demo tapes uh, for a few days now, and I just, I love that song. So check it out. Drake, Demons. There's some other people in the song too, but I don't really know how to say their names. So, you know, <laughs> enjoy Pig, that one. Pig. It's really good. <laughs> uh, my last one, Jake Bug. There you go. Simple as it gets. My dude, Jake Bug, uh, singer-songwriter from England. Uh, you know, he was a big, young sensation uh, coming out of there years ago when his song Lightning Bolt came out, which is still a really great song. But he's got that classic Brit pop voice very recognizable for that uh style of music uh, usually plays the guitar the acoustic guitar in a lot of his songs uh but this one this song is called all i need uh, it's very it's also very catchy uh because it has uh, group chorus vocals which you know get me every time but a little bit more pop on the more pop side of things than usual from jake bug there's violin picking and uh you know bass that kind of uh, drive and drive the wave underneath the song. But all I need from Jake bug is some exciting stuff uh, off of his third new song this year, more to come next year. So that's the one, the one I'll round out the playlist with. All right. Uh, my last one is, you know, it's funny that I'm doing retro replacements while we're doing the now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the now reviews, but this one would fit right in. Uh, what's my name, Rihanna and Drake, two artists. We listened to a lot. Oh, yeah. And uh, I may add another Rihanna or Drake song to the playlist from what we reviewed in now, but that's what we're putting on. Nice. As you should. As you should. <laughs> I love it. Well, boys, this has been a great brunch breakdown. A we lot. had a very 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. A very good now discussion. This so, used to be our you know. leftovers. This used to be our leftovers edition after Thanksgiving. And uh, if it was, boy, we had plenty to go around. Everyone's still full. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have a lot. And uh, some topics we'll get to next week and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be going to be leftovers edition. We got to make sure we remember to do that yeah. this time. Yeah. Well, boys, it's been fun. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Brunch Breakdown. If you're here at the end of the Brunch Breakdown, even though we did this at the top too, Dan, tell them where they can find the Brunch Breakdown. Yes, if you didn't catch it on the first half or you skipped over it, which you shouldn't, you definitely uh, need to listen up now. You can find the podcast anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere and everywhere. Please hit that subscribe button. We'll make it easier get those episodes to you each and every week. Uh, Of course, the full video episodes, again, up on our YouTube and Facebook pages, usually noon Eastern on Wednesday. You can find those there and everywhere else. We're on social media at Brunch Breakdown, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we'll see you there. I love it. Well, boys, this has been fun. I'll see you guys next time at the table for more Brunch Breakdown. Peace.